from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the Jack and Spike Show. Welcome to the Jack and Spike Show. Seattle will start enforcing its anti-graffiti law again, and I am beyond disappointed because who doesn't like community art? Jason Rance has this exclusive <laughs> on the uh, six people who might be prosecuted for blocking I-5 northbound a couple weeks back. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. might be, but does Ann Davison have the ability to do that? Jason Rance also has another piece. Jason is actually paying me. This show is sponsored by Jason Rance over at 770 KTTH. That's why we're exclusively using his stories during this first segment. Okay. Talking about how Washington Democrats have diverted $460 million to illegal immigrants since 2020. And I'm sure that everybody's very upset about that because, you know, $1,000 to $3,000 per immigrant. This is such a travesty. How will we ever recover? But Spike, before we get to all of that, the breaking news this morning, it's everywhere. You can't get away from it. Unbelievable to think that the king of our nation has cancer. Ooh. King Charles. Oh, oh. Oh, he has oh cancer. You, <laughs> You're still part of the I, I set Spike up oh. for a, I set, wait, this is what happens. I set Spike <laughs> up for a perfect joke, and he immediately thinks that Joe Biden has That's cancer. My <laughs> well, no, when you said King, I thought you meant Donald Trump. No, I would say it's all over the news. You and I were just talking about it 15 minutes ago. I set uh, you up for the perfect joke, and you just the, kill it again. It's the our nation that threw me. He's the obviously the king of our nation. Why, why else would it be okay. on all over CNN, all over the place? Note to self, get Jack history book. No, this okay, is what I'm saying is that I, people I, think <laughs> that we think that we've removed ourselves from a realm of king and queens, but it's on every single news website today. Front page news. Front page news. King Charles the yeah. Third diagnosed with cancer. I don't care. It's sad, but it's benign, and he'll recover. It's. Do you think? I hope so. I hope so. But isn't it just an? It's a. It's an Alanis Morissette lyric. Hmm. You know, isn't it ironic? Anyway, Seventy years. <laughs> To get the throne <laughs> comes up with prostate cancer. Right. Yeah. No. It is. I mean, but the thing that I've I've take from this is that we have we will never escape monarchy or mm. our obsession with monarchy is what I take from this. He ha- he is you know, he's a man in his seventies mm-hmm. who has prostate cancer, which is a very common disease for people to get, and yet we're covering it. They've got doctors on CNN yeah. and they've got specialists, and they're doing wall to wall coverage on CNN. This is quite frankly embarrassing. Because there are things that are happening in America that we should all be paying attention to. Right. And, and we're, we're not belittling the diagnosis of yes, the monarch. Yes, no, no, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. We're belittling the coverage. I'm belittling both. Okay. I was trying to be kind. Because, I, I'll belittle both because he said it was benign. His doctor said it was benign. It was a routine procedure. Big bada boom. There you go. I think they go. found something else. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't. I mean, like, this is the thing that we, we, like, our weird cousins over in England, for some reason, we obsess about this. We've got a border crisis. We've got uh, a standoff between Greg Abbott and Joe Biden. Yeah, we do. And yeah, what yeah, I am being yeah. told is that none of that matters because we have to do wall to wall coverage <laughs> of King Charles III going through a routine procedure. Routine. Yeah. He waited 50 years to get the throne. Now Spike, is, Spike, down. Is, Spike is trying to, not so hard to not be mean about this. So <laughs> Seattle will start enforcing its anti-graffiti law again. Thankfully, somebody came to their senses about this. Uh, last June, U.S. District Judge Marsha Peckman ruled in favor of four people who challenged Seattle's property destruction ordinance as unconstitutional. They had been arrested for writing anti-police slogans in chalk and charcoal on public property. 
And then Peachman prohibited enforcement of the ordinance graffiti-related provision. Now, I remember talking about this Mm -hmm. and how stupid it was because there's a difference between somebody writing free speech messages in chalk and then someone, like, I was I was on I-5 a couple times over the weekend. I mean, it's awful, right? It's, it's Peg City. It, it, Everywhere. It looks awful. And so it's often I'm, gang affiliation, gang territorial claiming, right? Right. But the question is, is that how are you now going to enforce it? Care Bears Patrol isn't going to be out on I-5 at 4 o'clock in the morning, right? You're not mm, going to get, true. you're not going to get community workers walking around going, hey, son, what you doing with that bag full of spray paint cans? <laughs> Why don't you come over here and talk about your childhood trauma, right? That's just yeah. not going to happen. Did you see where that one uh, one municipality was putting up uh, fake ivy as a deterrent? I did see that, right. They just spray paint over it. It's now a Banksy piece. It's a it's a multimedia piece that we're doing here where it's, <laughs> we're painting over plastic plants or whatever it is. Well, they're already locking down sales of aerosol cans in most retailers. Right, they will. They will literally track who's buying paint. Yeah, if only there wasn't a service on the internet which was named after a rainforest where I could go buy all the aerosol, all the paint that my heart could ever possibly hope to desire. I think that the main issue with the graffiti is I can appreciate community art, community mm-hmm. mur- murals, whatever it is. Yeah, sure. If it was good-looking graffiti, I would mm. have not an issue with it. There is not an issue to be had. But because it's basically psychobabble. And like kind of schizophrenic ramblings about gang affiliation. Yeah, it's it is. Hard. It's pretty. Uh, Laura, you're giving me a weird eye about this. It's unsightly, is it not? No, it's unsightly. Right. So I don't understand how anybody could be in favor of keeping it up. But if it was beautiful, then I would make the argument that that's a lovely picture of yeah. of uh, Martin Luther Luther King Jr. Or whatever in a spaceship. It is. In so a spaceship. Cute. I mean, it's <laughs> innovative. Yeah. <laughs> right. When my oldest lived in Brooklyn, they they would literally commission graffiti artists to take old buildings. Oh, you know, and and seriously, great works of art. They had no time for tagging and people who defame these works of art, which is the thing to do once somebody does something, you come up and assault it with your spray can tag. Those people were vilified and charged with crimes. And yeah, but I mean, the issue here is Will and Davison decide to enforce this and actually prosecute people who are caught in the act of graffitiing more in the same way that you know Washington State Patrol has recommended charges against six activists for the anti-Semitic protests that shut down I-5 in Seattle. It's from Jason Rand. Um, we all remember what a, what a terrible disaster that was for several hours for people trying to go northbound on I-5. Yeah, we do. The question is, is will anybody, oh, this is going to be the King County Prosecuting Attorney's Office. Is anybody at the King County Prosecuting Attorney's Office actually going to step up and decide to press any charges against these people, which they should technically have charges brought against them? Well, I think in both cases, it's okay. You you said you can't do this because the appellate court the appellate court ruled against the graffiti ban. Correct, right? So now you've got the tools. The state or the county says now we can prosecute people who are blocking traffic. You've got the tools. It's in your court again. I think it was the right move not to lock them up the day of, because that was the media circus and the attention they wanted. Probably should have gotten the the hoses out, don't you think? And, and those bro- and the, yeah. just broke it up right in front of everybody. I mean, what? <laughs> but, I mean, no. Spike, no what they should have done is they should have walked up to them and they should have said, "You guys can't be here. Your you guys need to leave." And if they said no, they should have placed them under arrest. But right? but you but you you taught me that what they want is that that's the media they want. That's the video viral videos of them getting locked up and right right right, which but, we didn't want to give them. But had they done it peacefully, meaning arrested them peacefully, it would have been a non-issue. But instead, they went up they the 
officers, it was like the scene in uh, Friday Night Lights where all the quarterbacks walk up to the other quarterbacks and they they flip a coin to see who, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just walked in a straight line right up to them. Orderly. Mm-hmm. Orderly. Yep, yep, and yep. then they said, what are your terms? And they said, we want to dance to bad music and say, free, free Palestine. <laughs> and they said, okay, we find those terms to be acceptable. And then they walked away. Right leaving people stuck in traffic for like five hours. And now you have the Washington state patrol saying, well, we're recommending charges against these people. Are they going to get it? And then are, if they, are they then going to have to go through some, you know, civil procedure, some criminal procedure in order to, at I, this I think, point, I think they will. I think they should. Of course they should, but right. I think they will. I think that now they've got, okay, we are going to charge these six, maybe 10 more. Right, we didn't give you the circus you wanted on game day, mm-hmm. but now that we're going to slap you hard and, and fine you with monetary, I guess it's monetary fines, right? It's a misdemeanor trespass or obstruction, right? So <clears throat> there'll be there'll be monetary fines on these people. It, what else? Can, what other tools do you have except to make them pay a consequence for their actions? Well, uh, eventually, mean, eventually, you price them out of getting out there on a Saturday morning if it's if it's five hundred. <clears throat> excuse me, five hundred. Spike, what, did you have a lot of dairy this morning, or I what's did. going on in the back? We of that bought throat? a cow over the weekend, and I want to get my money's worth. I'm just curious, this, this has got to be, how many throat clearings have we gotten out of Mister O'Neill in the last uh, two, four, uh, f- five, f- five, five, five in the yeah. last ten minutes? Jeez, but you want to take a break here? I you want to tried? Tried? No, I'm good. I think I got it all now. Right, Thanks for clearing that up. Because like when you do it into the microphone, it's like you're clearing your throat right into my eardrums. Is what I'm getting. ASMR. It's, yeah, it's like a it's like boomer ASMR <laughs> is what it's like. Isn't that where they scratch things for satisfaction? The yeah, it's like when you whisper. I apologize, Seattle, right, right into your ear. You're just like shotgun and Spike O'Neill directly into my ears. <laughs> if right? only, Happy if Monday. Only it so, <laughs> if only I could be aerosolized and sprayed across the city for all to enjoy, even those who don't want me. Right. Um, well, thanks for speaking up for the city. I appreciate it. You're welcome, you my that. friend. Yeah. Well, because the, from the their, little man, from their perspective through their car speakers, it's like a, a tire popping, you know, two lanes over, and they're going, "What is that?" <laughs> What is that? And here comes the boat trailer into your lane. Right, yeah, exactly. It's a horrible, scary thing to do. Exactly. Worse than graffiti, I would say. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see if whether or not these kids actually get charges. I, I highly doubt that they will. Yeah, you, want, you want to bet on it? Because I think they will. Well, can I tell you why they won't? Okay. Okay, so King County's got a lot of violent crime problems right now. You've okay. got a lot of issues. In, you've also got very full jails and very full prisons. So... If you do get these kids in front of a court, at worst they're going to get a five hundred dollar fine. Right? Yeah, that doesn't mean anything to those kids. You don't think you don't think no. enough five hundred dollar no. fines? To add I don't up know. That or? would stop me from going no. back out Seriously. on a freeway another Saturday. I don't think it's going to have any effect whatsoever. Mm. It, you, you could. You're probably right. You probably know the. They're base probably they're probably all first time offenders, first time nonviolent offenders, not going to prison. Well, just no, not no, happen. I don't want them to go to prison for blocking traffic, but I want them to pay a fine so that they'll stop doing it eventually. Price them out of the game. Yeah, but then they're going to call their stepdad and be like, "Doug, I got arrested. They want me to pay five hundred dollars." <laughs> and he's like, "Call your mother." Click. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, wired five hundred dollars. <laughs> This is basically the way that works, God, right? It's like you have a kid in college. I mean, you, you got the game down no, I, if you do, have, That's exactly how it if goes. If you're the kind of person that has five hours to dance and sing on I-5 like you're at a Grateful Dead concert, you got a stepdad or a stepmom with a lot of money. That's just what I'm saying. It's you're not, not working. Your, it's not your pocket King County's going into. It's mom and dad. It's mom and dad okay. who are paying that's, the fees. Space. Hey, speaking of other people paying the fees, by the way, uh, Washington Democrats diverted over $460 million to illegal immigrants in 2023 looks like in 2020 that number was about 45 million dollars in 2021 it was uh, 55 million in 2022 it was 300 million dollars a lot of this was part of that covid relief money that was going around that everybody can't seem to you know keep track of 
that nobody really knows except for the people that committed fraud. And Jared. Jared knows. One of the stats that I found was really interesting about this is that uh, Hispanic people who are uh, migrants only make up about 13% of the population. Okay. But then they made up 29% of the people who contracted COVID. Mm, you know why? Hmm. Close proximity. Close proximity. Right? Multi, multi people in one one multi residence. Multi family yeah. residences. Yep, yep, yep. Multi generational um, residences. Yeah. So you know you're looking at people who are uh, receiving checks or prepaid cards for up to three thousand dollars a piece. There were no conditions on how the money could be spent, and uh, a lot of the people who received this money said that they spent it on rent and or utilities. So right. it did exactly what it was intended to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how I'm supposed to be mad about this in the context or outraged about this in the context that at the time uncle Sam was giving everybody a lot of money. Right. You know, it was like when uncle Sam had a little bit too much eggnog at the Christmas party. Right. Everybody and, was under the mistletoe. Right. And coworkers, right. family, and your niece. Right. He's, he, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking he's, he's, he forgot to right. give people gifts. So he's just, he just goes to the ATM and he's Double just taking cash. out money and yep. just stuffing it into envelopes that he keeps in his, glove compartment and here you making go making sure his signature is on it yeah really busy you know oh, who it's from i forgot oh that's right <laughs> lest Who's, we forget wow right. so look at laura i'm not gonna oh. be mad at the government giving away just shotgun blasting money to everybody uh i'm not if it if i was getting it which i was and migrants were getting it it makes no difference to me well, I'm I'm going to be okay. mad about the whole thing, right? Because Thank the you. federal government took out somewhere in the neighborhood of about sixty to sixty five thousand dollars worth of debt in my name, and what I got in response for that was around twenty four hundred dollars, which is a perfectly fine trade for me. And now we shall be in inflationary cycle for <laughs> however many more years. So each of our individual responsibility was sixty to seventy thousand dollars per citizen. Sixty somewhere in there, about sixty five to seventy thousand dollars worth of debt. I hadn't, I hadn't realized it was that so, much disparity between what was received by the population. It was and an what incredible. Was, this is, you, what you saw was the largest transfer of wealth from the tax paying base to private corporations. And the uh, this that's the PPP that, but also all the other COVID stimulus, whatever right, it was. Right. And so when people come to me and they say, "Jack, why are you so critical of our 45th president of the United States of America?" There's one guy that oversaw the initiation of that program, and that just so happened to be 45. And so then you have to ask yourself, why why would I be mad if they wrote that into law and then gave that money to those people? who were suffering under the conditions that the state put on everybody. I can't be mad about it. Like, I'm, wh- Am I well, going to be residually upset about it? It's like, yeah, come because, on, because, please. Well, the word's illegal. That's 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 the hot word. That's, right. the, that's the hot take word. Is that word. really what it is? I mean, because yes. I'm more mad about the fact that you have mega corp, big box stores were able to stay open because they give money to the, the parties who are the in donor control. Base. Yes. And mom and pop stores had to show. That, that makes me mad. Doesn't make me mad that people who needed money to live were given money. It, it's I'll just break it down to brass tacks at this point in time. It doesn't upset me whatsoever. Okay, I mean, it, realistically, what they should have done is they should have just cut everybody fifty thousand dollars checks if they were going to told to stay home for a month. To stay home for a month. That's that's incredibly brilliant. So that's what they should have done. Right, but we wanted to half-ass it. Right, and so that's what they continued to do. So it's like, yeah, a, a tremendous amount of money went out. You can be mad that it's for immigrants, but really, what I my read of this story, the headline behind the headline is is shouldn't we just be mad in general that it was handled so poorly? Not not be mad at illegal immigrants for getting money. 
Shouldn't we be mad at the people who were cutting the checks to everybody? Not if that guy's your leading candidate of your party. That's you right. Can't, you, can't, <laughs> you can't dial back the memory machine that far. Right. Don't do that. All right. And finally, the Washington House, was a bill in the House that would make it illegal for police to lie during interrogations. This is House Bill 1062. It's sponsored by Strom Peterson. He's a Democrat out of Edmonds. My, he's hey, my right. guy. He aims to make defendant's statements inadmissible in court if police use deceptive tactics during interrogations to get those statements. This is going to be a hot take. This is going to be the hottest of hot takes. I'm all for this. You're all for lying to the no. suspects? No. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. I was just clarifying. Just clarifying. The guy in the other room told us everything. Yeah. I'm yeah. clean. And that, that's what they do. Yeah. Right. You know, he confessed. He already gave us the skinny. You want to be. He, you he told us it was all you. Right. So. You want us to fall on your shoulders? You want to tell us no, your side of the story? I'm all for Good it. Good for you. I'm all for it, which is that it's the burden is on the state to try to make the case against you. And they should do so in a way that is not surreptitious or uh, clandestine, right? It should yeah, be. No, I completely, I completely agree with you. If they don't have the evidence, they shouldn't be able to make it up. They shouldn't say, "We got your fingerprints." We got. Your... I don't care how many cases have been resolved because they lied. If we don't want criminals to lie, I don't think we would want the police to lie as well, right? I would think, but James McMahon, he's the associate director of Washington Association of Sheriffs and Police Chiefs, says sometimes it's an unfortunate reality. You have to lie to people to don't get them to tell the truth. Don't care. I mean, it's an unfortunate part of law enforcement. Yeah, unfortunately, it's. Uh, I hope it goes away. I truthfully. hope it does, too. It's complete crap. I made a huge decision over the weekend, life-changing decision. I decided to remove... Twitter off of my phone, and I'm, I have not told O'Neill why yet. I've not told Laura why yet. I probably won't be able to tell the whole story as to why, because it's not radio-friendly, but I'll try my very best, and I'll make a suggestion to people who use Twitter that they should probably get rid of it as well. We'll talk about it when we get back right after this. The internet can be a dark and often dangerous place. Only one man has the courage to go where no sensible person would go. Jack Stein is terminally online. Terminally online. Wasting my life on the internet so you don't have to. But not so much anymore. Yeah, I, say, or are you anymore? I deleted the Twitter app on Saturday. I deactivated my account and I stepped away from it. I said, I can't do it anymore. Coincidentally, this music was playing in the background. And I uh, I just, I was just sitting there. It was uh, Saturday morning. And I just thought to myself, I hate this app. I hate everything about it. It is a miserable place to be. And the, the thing that kind of pushed me over the edge, I don't think I can say it on air because it was so bad. But I'll try to I'll try to be as delicate as I can with it. Okay, because that that's saying something because you've been endear or enduring this slide into slime right, right. for the for ever since Musk took over right, and yeah, bought and, and yeah. started pulling off guardrails. So and- so I saw it was a, a mass shooting that took place at a party in Chicago in which six people were basically in various stages of death and dying, and somebody filmed it. And uh, meaning that someone who was at the party walked around with their phone right. and they filmed it. And so you see like horrible, horrible images of people bleeding out and dying. And uh, underneath that, every single comment was racist, every single one of them. And then somebody had edited that video in a way that I can't even repeat. 
I, they had added something to that video in, in a way that I can't even begin to describe. To, to make that horrific scene even worse? To make it a joke. Oh. To make it a joke. And so the thing that got me was it's not so much the, the content. It's having to see other people react to that content and then yeah. seeing the shadow self of American citizens. Does that make sense? Like, Perfect sense, yeah. I am seeing the worst that somebody has to offer on a daily basis. And part of me thinks that, you know how people were saying, oh, you know, Twitter is a quote-unquote free speech platform. Mm -hmm. It's not, but then also it's not a, what it should have been. And the, the idea behind it was a free discourse platform where people could actually talk about issues. Right. But it's not. It's for people to take their react, their reactivity, their racism, their anti-Semitism, their anti-white hatred, their uh, misogyny, whatever it might be, and blast it out to the world and reaffirm that to other people and then build a community where people reinforce the, these ideas. So I started thinking about it, which is it's too much. It's a, it's a little okay. bit of everything all of the time is too much. Okay. And for some reason, even though I was subscribed to news outlets primarily, I was getting only fans. I'm getting morbid deaths. I'm getting, uh, you know, the most the most heartbreaking stuff you've ever seen in your life. Just because I want to find out what Greg Abbott is saying about Texas or what. what right. You know You're what still I mean? looking for the useful reasons right. you were on the platform in the right. first place. And so, you know, you guys can call me old fashioned, but when I see a 19 year old girl who's got her OnlyFans account on Twitter, it doesn't make me feel good. It makes me feel bad for her. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. And so what I found was that I was engaging with Twitter as a platform because it's part of my job, but it was making me physically ill to see how human beings think about other human beings. Yeah. I would rather, and I know that people will be racist and people will be sexist and there'll be people out there who hate Jewish people or hate white people or whatever sure. it is or yeah. who hate black people. I know that that's out there. I don't need to see it every day all the time. No. And no. that's what I get on that platform. And that's, I will, unless Musk leaves or reinstates the old rules, I'll never go back to it. Never. Uh, for people who don't use the platform, myself included, it's sure. hard for us to fathom what you're describing. But maybe I'll put it in this tense: back when I was back when I was a kid, back, back you know, when we were playing with a hoop and a stick before, running down the street. Before you that could, was your Twitter, right? That was my Twitter. We well, took a hoop tell, and we. You want to know where my Twitter was? It was literally um, like the library. I mean, before we could look up anything at, on, on our phone, sure, let alone sure, a computer, sure, sure, sure. you had to go to the library and look at an encyclopedia or do some research in books. Imagine if the only library in town was in the back of a strip club and your kid had to go through a strip club to get to the library to do their homework. That's what Twitter has become. Is that a fair analogy? Well, I'll tell you. There's no, so much it, garbage on the way to what you need. It's more so this. I see trauma and mental illness from people who think that they're perfectly stable human beings. It's not normal to look at people who are dying and type LOL. It's not normal. No, it's not. It's, it's horrible. And that's what that platform does to people. I'll give people another example. I used to be a huge fan of Jordan Peterson before he became famous. Okay. When he was just posting his college lectures on YouTube. You can go back and you can watch him. He's a very gentle, thoughtful uh, a professor who's talking about Jungian archetypes, and he's just posting his lectures and you see his mastery and skill in teaching and how he interacts with young minds and students. And now the Jordan Peterson that I get is he's telling Elmo to go kill himself. 
this is a world I don't want to live in. Any, do you know, he, no, I, I totally hear it. it's he's, heartbreaking. He's calling large women uh, ugly. He's going after trans people, and I have lost this kind, gent- this image of this kind and gentle and thoughtful professor that I once had because I have a window directly into his unfiltered psyche, which is awful and disgusting. Is, is has he changed, or is just the, the world around him has devolved to a point where he's. To get an audience nowadays, he's got to he's got to perform to that choir. It doesn't make any difference to me. Doesn't matter why. It it doesn't make any difference to me what his motivation is. What I'm trying to say, my friend, is that I don't I I don't like what it does to me mentally. I don't like what it does to other people mentally. I'm a big Adam Carolla fan. Adam Carolla goes on Twitter and he just calls people idiots all day long, which is like funny. But then you start scrolling through it and you say, "Oh, this is his mental illness." This is his deep mental illness where he's finding random people on Twitter to argue with, right? It's it's the kind of thing where you have this image in your mind of these people as performers or professors or academics or whatever right, it is. Right. And then you see them, their unfiltered shadow self in in this anonymous ghost realm, and it's awful. It's the worst. And so I'd rather keep... Uh, what what ideas I have? That's cool. No, and yeah. stay away from it. In the same way that I don't want to eat McDonald's three times a day, I don't want to look at Twitter. I just don't. It's it's there's enough on there about c- conspiracy theories and everybody's a pedo and and the you know the well, yeah it, it elevates it. it elevates the least and lowest among us up to the platform the level platform of professors like Peterson who used to. Actually delivers uh, information and teach, right? And now right. it's pandering, and everybody, everybody, everybody's on the same level playing field. Russell Brand was one of my favorite comedians. Now I go on his Twitter page, and it's all COVID stuff and how much he hates the woke left and bot. You know, it's just like you see these reactionaries who are getting high off of the attention of other people, and it it reminds me of when I was in that mindset about four or five years ago, where I said reactionary things in order to get people to pay attention to me, and I think. I've evolved past that. I don't need. To, I don't need to say. I'll just say how I actually feel about something, and then I'll just move on with my life. And hopefully, I can be kind about it or thoughtful about it. What I don't want to do, though, is lose that sense of this is wrong. And what scared me, dude, is that seeing when people are watching other people die, I didn't see a single comment of somebody saying this is horrible. Not a single one. Thousands of comments. Well, that, that was a point I wanted to ask you. Maybe you don't know the answer to this. Maybe it's impossible to know the answer to this. Is it everybody out there, or are you just being fed an algorithm that enrages you, that that fires you up and engages you I and, and holds you? I wonder if it's the only people left. I think it's the only people left, Spike. Oh, I'll be honest with you, because like if you go on that platform, the the amount of lefties that I used to subscribe to, they're all gone. Oh. They've been, they, well, welcome most, out. Most of the most we, we of, pulled you from <laughs> from the well. Timmy. Most of the centrists gone. Wow. Most of the news outlets that I like gone. I mean, now it's like okay. it's just nothing but Breitbart pieces, Babylon B pieces, Daily Wire pieces. You know what I mean? It's just like you just get buried under this like mountain of of one side of the political argument because no one else wants to be there because nobody wants to be called a pedo. Do you know what I mean? It's just I, like, no, I totally hear you. You get, hear you. you get to a point where you just start saying, like, why am I looking at this when it makes me so unhappy? So I, I literally so is it, did. Is it a death spiral for the platform? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see how that, that works. But I will say that the other thing that freaked me out about it, I delete the app, uh-huh. wake up on Sunday, go, I got to put Twitter back on my phone. <laughs>
Seriously? No, we I, had a little withdrawals. Right. Okay. 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 Right. So, but you're like tapping your screen. Like, where did it go? Right. <laughs> so I had to call my friend Adam, and I talked to my friend Adam for like two hours about it. Purged the urge. Good for you. Right. Yeah. And then I was like, nope. Taking this one day at a time. Nice. <laughs> Download Solitaire or something else. Give yourself something else, something yeah, to tap yeah, on yeah. the phone. <laughs> Learn yeah. Portuguese. All right. Something useful. We'll take a really quick break. We'll be right back with uh, uh, some debauchery and injury going on at a local high school. This story, my friends, you're going to want to hear it when we get back right after this. So I constantly say that we live in a childist society you know people say racist or they might say sexist okay i have this theory spike that we live in a childish society because we treat children like their property when we treat them basically like they're disposable i believe fundamentally that we need to treat children like they're our future we need to teach them well and help them lead the way laura write that down that's great Put that to music. Maybe show them all the beauty they possess inside, you know? Yeah, know. that's a good... That's, a, no, that's a really good piece right there. Lord, write that. Write all this down. It's going to be the opening to my book. Give them a sense of pride. Yeah, I don't want anybody to... Make st- it easier. I, I just don't want anybody to steal that from me, because I, I no, definitely... I, I came up with that thought. So the reason I say that is because I was reading about this drill that was going on at this local high school, where a bunch of parents went to Cairo 7 after the incident. This is at Shelton High School where the football coach decided that during a, uh, a weightlifting class that he was going to do an impromptu running drill. Now, when I think running drill, I think we're going to do sprints, right? You're gonna oh, do, we're going to run laps around the inside of the laps. gym. It's a rainy, cold day. Right. Yeah. But what he wanted them to do was he wanted them to run up the middle, and then he wanted other kids to tackle them as they were running up to them right. hard. Yeah. No helmet, no pads. Two of the kids went to the hospital with concussions. One of the kids got a broken finger. One kid had a broken rib that punctured his lung. Right. Allegedly. Allegedly. Okay, allegedly. According to a parent. Okay. This is according to a parent. Okay. Now, but I'm inclined to believe the parent. So here's here's what's really weird about this. I don't understand. That guy's in the hiring process to be the head coach. Whoever couldn't sniff out that he was a little, going to be a little extra, as the kids like to say. Okay. I, that's a huge issue because if you're the kind of person who wants to torture children and watch it, that's immediate, right? Yeah. Kind of like how Buffalo Bill was giving off weird vibes even before he asked what's her name to put the couch into the van. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, yeah. You know when someone's going to be a little creepy, you instantly kind of have those vibes around it. And so why didn't anybody say to themselves, "Hey, you know this guy that that guy wasn't exactly walking in there." You know what I mean? With a cross around his neck, talking about, you know, I love Jesus, and it's, yeah. it's more about we get we get more lessons. Bent, we get more bent out of shape that we want a kid to take a knee at the middle of the field, right? Right, seriously. And and this, from what I understand, it was the head football coach, as you said, filling in as a, as a substitute teacher for the weightlifting class. He was mad that his football team last fall, when they still had helmets and pads, yeah. weren't running up the middle enough. They were bouncing outside to avoid contact, and he was going to toughen them up with a running drill. Having these kids run, as you said, with no pads on, head on into bigger, stronger kids and getting tackled over and over and over again, which led to multiple concussions and alleged broken bones. I mean, where's where's the common sense of these kids saying, wait a minute, coat, how do you, can you tell a teacher? Well, no, because kids, kids don't question authority. Figures. I think that's the other thing we do to kids is we expect them we, to yeah. be little adults. They, they, they they, they're expected to have like better emotional regulation than any adult that you know. Right. <laughs> they're expected to stand up to teachers well, who I, I ho- I would hope my, things of them. I would hope my kid would say no. Well, but that's the thing is they all want to play. They all want to impress coach. They all want oh, to show that so they're factual. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. 
Yeah. Like my swim coach, Conrad, he used to have us do this thing where it was like in order to to get certain positions on relay teams, you had to prove that you could and you wanted to be on the relay team because relay races are fun. So he would basically make us do these brutal drills where you would try to swim as fast as you could while you were being dragged by somebody else. Now, you can drown. That's how Navy SEALs train. But because we were 16 year old kids, we decided that that's what we were going to do. Uh, and it was just absolutely now nobody would get away with that today. No, they right? wouldn't. You would think no one would get away with having kids go without pads and helmets, right? And but but the point that I'm trying to make here is that the fact that nobody was able to 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 speak up to yeah. sniff yeah. that out yeah. to identify that, like we when there's a new person in the building who's like, hey, we're thinking about this being a new hire. If they're giving me the vibe, if they're giving me the ick, I go right to Jacob and I say, Jacob, don't do it. Trust me on this one. So, this person's got bad vibes. It's, now there's no. I don't know if there's any indication that this guy showed those kind of that proclivity to those kind of extremism. I'm saying that he. I'm, what I'm saying is that he clearly did, though, right? Is that this, I, I'm this, saying that when this Laura, back me up on this. People give off weird vibes. Spike's not picking it up because he doesn't understand what I'm saying. People, well, because uh, look at Spike's build. He obviously did well in sports, right, In right. high school, okay. <laughs> yeah. But oh, I, that's it, what the problem is. Spike's been indoctrinated to believe that yeah. this was a normal human being. That's why you're making excuses for this. Spike guy was the here, teacher's pet for right. this football oh, coach. Oh no 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 no. Uh, but but I did you two days when you know in the summer in 110 degree heat where you played or you puke. See, he's and then you keep going back in or you're not getting to Jack's point or you're not getting on the field. He's institutionalized. You were afraid. You were right. You were. Uh, so that's why I say now why can't kids speak up? I guess I'm wishing I had done, the opportunity and the stones to do it in my day. Yeah. Hey, speaking of the stones, by the way, the Seattle Times editorial board has recommended somebody for president, and I'm not surprised. And then they also. Did a GOP recommendation oh, really? for the primary. A little late on on their uh, their editorial <laughs> on this, but we'll talk about it nonetheless. Nonetheless, everybody's concerned if a major pop star will give an endorsement to a particular political candidate. Who could that possibly be? Right. Obviously, Selena Gomez is back in the news, <laughs> and Republicans are savaging the border and Ukraine deal. And I see why why they're doing it. I know exactly why they're doing it because it's a bad bill. We'll talk about it when we get back right after this.